Are you looking to take your team to the next level and lead to your full potential? Then Leading with Purpose is the show for you. It's an hour of empowerment with your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Nathan is a business and leadership development coach, public speaker, and author. He's also the founder of Clutch Consulting and a member of the John Maxwell team. Nathan's purpose in life is to empower others, and that's how he helps businesses and leaders grow. He specializes in leadership training, improving communication in the workplace, and creating high-performance teams. So join Nathan and this week's guest as they provide you with the information and tools you need to effectively lead yourself and others. It's time for Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. Here is your host, Nathan R. Mitchell. Hey, welcome to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. You know, I'm excited that you are spending a portion of your day with us because I know your time is valuable, but we have a great show lined up for you tonight with a great guest who I will be introducing to you just shortly. Before I introduce Ben Gay III, as well as share something with you that's really exciting, I want to let you know that in addition to listening in live to tonight's broadcast, you can always download our podcast directly from iTunes or by visiting us on the web at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. I also encourage you to get plugged in to what's going on at my company, Clutch Consulting, by visiting me at clutchconsulting.net. That is C-L-U-T-C-H consulting.net. You'll find plenty of great content on leadership development, effective communication, and talent management, as well as more information on upcoming live events to help you lead yourself and others more effectively so you can ultimately achieve superior performance, grow your business, and empower your team. Friends, I want to let you in on some exciting news tonight. This month, January 2016, I'm launching my Growing Businesses and Empowering People online e-course. This will be the best weekly online training for small business owners and entrepreneurs like you who not only want to achieve better business results but also want to empower members of their team and lead to their full potential faster. Although the weekly trainings will be coming in the weeks ahead, I encourage you to go ahead and enroll in the course today because number one, I'm letting the first 50 people who enroll to get the training completely free for a whole year. And two, if you go ahead and enroll, I'm throwing in a special bonus. I will send you a personal invitation to be a part of my private online community where you can interact with other students in the training as well as ask me your most pressing business and leadership questions. All you have to do to enroll in that online training is simply visit training.nathanrmitchell.com. That is training.nathanrmitchell.com. And with that, I'd like to introduce tonight's guest, Mr. Ben Gay III. Born in Massachusetts and raised in Atlanta, Ben is considered one of the nation's top professional salesmen, sales trainers, and professional speakers. A charter member of the National Speakers Association, he has addressed nearly 300,000 people all over the world. He's been a guest at Dr. Schuler's famed Crystal Cathedral and has appeared on television and radio throughout all of North America. In 1976, he pioneered the 800-number telecommunications industry, which today generates billions of dollars in yearly revenues and is a mainstay of American marketing. Noted as being a super salesman himself, he's risen to the presidency of several corporations, including two of the nation's largest direct sales organizations. Ben was dubbed the 
attitude coach to the astronauts and ground crews of Apollo 15, 16, and 17. He has also received national acclaim for his People Builder Success Program, which is an exceptional educational experience that he created and ran for the inmates and staff of California's infamous San Quentin State Prison. Ben Gay is the editor and or author of many books and programs, including The Closers, The Winner's Edge, Secrets of the Key Master, and The Paragon Principle. He is currently working on The Closers Part 3, and he and his family make their home uh, in Northern California. Ben, with that, welcome to tonight's show, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Well, thank you very much, Nathan. I appreciate it. You're, uh, you are very, very kind to read all that stuff. Well, you're very kind to take time out of your evening uh, to spend it uh, with myself and our listeners. And Ben, every time that I do a show, I start right here. I want you to tell us a little bit more about you. What's your background? And ultimately, how did you get into the world of sales training? Well, sales training evolved from just being, as it turned out, a pretty good salesperson. People want to know on Saturday how you did all that during the week. So I sort of drifted into sales training. But the way I got in, I've been selling. I've owned my own business since I was 14, selling lawn mowing jobs, keeping about 20, 25 friends busy during the summer months in Atlanta. I worked for my father in the food brokerage business as a salesman. I was a manufacturer's rep traveling throughout the southeast as a salesman. But I wanted to make some serious money, so one day I read the one ads for the first and only time in my life, and I saw a little ad. It said, if you know anything about marketing plans and want to make more money, dial this number, and I did. And I talked to a a gentleman by the name of Bill Dempsey, and uh, long story short, I tried to qualify him. Bill Dempsey was a master closer. Uh, I didn't know what that meant yet. So he turned it on me, asked me where I was. It was in a phone booth outside of a grocery store on uh, Peachtree Street in Atlanta. And I I told him where I was. And he said, oh, good. You're right near me. Be standing in front of my desk in 15 minutes or never dial this number again. And right before that, he had said, Mr. Gay, as I was qualifying him, Mr. Gay, I am not the man standing in a phone booth answering warrant ads. Right. (laughs) So he He sort of put me in my place, and I jumped in the car with my running buddy and soon-to-be business partner, James H. Rucker, Jr., the the greatest salesman that ever lived, and uh, said, quick, 1447 West Peachtree Street. And 15 minutes later, I was standing in in front of uh, Bill Dempsey. That was Wednesday, September 15, 1965, at noon in Suite 300 at 1447 West Peachtree Street. I know that so well because it changed my life. Literally, my life turned and went the other way at 180 degrees. I was making a hundred dollars a week working for my father, which isn't adjusted to inflation isn't quite as bad as it sounds, but it was bad. I was trying to put a wife through nursing school, so I walked into this office, met Bill Dempsey, turned around and met another guy who was waiting to be interviewed. Also, it turned out it was a group presentation. I said, "Hi, my name's Ben Gay," and he laughed at my name. And as people frequently do, and I said, what's yours? And he said, Zig Ziglar. And I said, oh, your wow. name's Zig, yeah, your name's Zig Ziglar, and you're laughing at Ben Gay? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and that was the beginning of a wonderful friendship that went right to the end of his life. Anyway, we both joined a multi-level marketing company called Holiday Magic on that day. Uh, in that meeting, uh, Zig was 18 years older than I am. And uh, he had a little more experience, so frankly, he got off to a quicker start. And then I found out the magic of scripts, learning scripts, learning how to present things properly. 
and I made zero money my first six months in the business. I made $101,000 part-time the second six months, and that's part-time adjusted for inflation. Today would be a little over a million dollars in today's money working part-time. So I was off and running rather quickly. They were asking me to come to the front of the room to tell other people what I was doing, and uh, I sort of drifted, and the sales training was part-time to me. I was busy. My real money was coming from selling products and promoting the business and so on. And uh, rose up, won a couple of contests, beat Zig, which I never let him forget, and uh, became president of the company when I was about 25 years old. Well, that's a great story. I mean, just just starting back, I mean, even talking about becoming an entrepreneur, owning your your first business when you're only 14 years of age and in the lawn care industry. And then, you know, you know, something has a huge impact on your life when you're able to remember it uh, as well as you have. And uh, you know, my, my guess is you spent a lot of a lot of years, you know, growing and developing with Zig and, you know, what an opportunity uh, for the two of you to share uh, in that growth phase together. Uh, you know, Ben, we've got just a few minutes before our first commercial break. But one of the things that you mentioned was that at that point in your life, you did not know what a master closer was. And when I was reading your book, The Closers Part One, one of the things that you talk about is you said there's a specific distinction between a salesperson and a closer. For those who are listening into tonight's call, you know, what's the difference and why is that important? Well, most salespeople are, first, even before salespeople, they're order takers. You know, if you hand them an order, they'll actually write it down or enter it in their device and so on. Then there are salespeople who can sort of push that process a little bit, but they usually get caught. Uh, selling is, is like Cary Grant used to say that uh, the secret of acting was not to get caught at it. That's also the secret of selling. Uh, there's pressure in selling, but it should be from inside the prospect out, not from you in. So at that point, you're sort of verging into salesman territory, a salesperson category. A closer knows when to wrap things up and how to get in position to wrap it up, uh, how to include the, uh, the offer and be able to ask for the order with reasonable expectations of getting it. A master closer, and, and after the break, maybe you can, we can bring the subject back up again. A master closer knows how to get a person into position so that when he asks the magic closing question, which I'll be happy to share with your listeners, when he asks the magic closing question, he already knows the answer, and it's yes, an extremely high percentage of the time in the 90s. That's a master closer. Well, 90% of the time, I mean, for people listening in, I mean, whatever the statement is, I think that we have time for a commercial break to, to go in. What, what is the magic closing question? Because I know there's people listening in tonight that want to know this and uh, ultimately impact their sales. Your, your book says that you can double, even triple your income by reading the closer. So what's the ma- magic closing question, Ben? Reading and using the information in the closers, that's the trick. Buying it is the simple part. Reading it is difficult. Uh, applying what you learn is the most difficult. What I, uh, I do when I'm selling someone, I'm spending my entire sales presentation, and I've, I've got some rules for how you pick your product and so on we can discuss, but I spend my entire, entire sales presentation getting into position, listening carefully, questioning and so on, getting into position where I can honestly say, righteously say, and righteously expect a positive response. Mr. Prospect, 
based on what we've discussed, here's what I suggest we do. Pause. In the pause, you fill in what you suggest they do. Fair enough. Now, if you've got, if you've spent the first part of your presentation, whether it was 10 minutes or 10 hours, if you spent the first part getting to position where you know when you ask that what the answer will be, listen to the magic of the words. Based on what you've told me, here's what I suggest we do. We're now a team. Fill in the blank. Fair enough. Now, it's either fair enough and you get yes, I get it about 86% of the time. That's the reason I said 90, because even when the answer is not an absolute ringing yes, it usually smokes out what the problem is, then you can deal with that. Absolutely. So what you're really doing is you're forming a partnership early on in the sales presentation. And with that, Ben, we're going to our first commercial break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. This is Nathan Mitchell with Ben Gay III. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. 
Hey, welcome back to Leading with Purpose Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Ben Gate III, editor of The Closers Part 1 and 2, I'd like to invite all of you listening in to the episode right now to let your voice be heard. At Leading with Purpose Radio, I value my listeners. I appreciate your feedback. Your feedback is important to me. So in order to continue bringing you the best content and the best interviews, I want to hear from you. All you have to do to participate in my online survey is visit me at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Just make sure you click the Take Listener Survey banner at the top of the page and select Leading with Purpose Radio from the list of shows on the first page of that survey. I want to thank you in advance for your participation and doing that. And Ben, welcome back to the show. What an empowering first segment. Uh, you're already throwing gems left and right at the listeners here tonight, and it's just an honor to have you as a guest. And right before the commercial break, uh, you were talking about you know, getting a person that you're selling to into a position to where 90% of the time the answer is going to be yes when you're closing the sale. And you had, you had talked about a magic closing question, and I want you to reference that again for those who are, are just now joining us as well as those who maybe didn't have the opportunity to completely write it all down uh, when you mentioned it the first time. And I know that there's some resources uh, that you want to reference in your book, The Closers, because one of the things that really stuck out to me is you know you said that the real magic happens not just in reading the material but reading it and applying it. It's that whole idea of knowledge without implementation is completely useless. So welcome back to the show, and let's pick up where we left off with the magic closing question. Okay, the magic closing question was based on some forework, getting people in the right position, and your, your own credibility established. The magic question was, based on what you've told me, here's what I recommend we do suggested action. Fair enough. And the point was that you've established, because you did it earlier before you got to that, you've established that it's not you versus him or her. It's you and them together on a team trying to solve the problem that we have discovered in a mutually beneficial manner. And I was going to point out that I had to sort of, because of time, skip through how you get in that position. But in the closers part two, Starting on page 257 is a chapter called Sales Infiltration. I've written 24 books on selling, 12 ghostwritten for other uh, speakers and trainers, and 12 for myself, four of which are still among the best selling and, and uh, in print. Uh, but of all the things I've ever written, Sales Infiltration, starting on page 257 to the back of the book, the closers part two, is the best thing I've ever done. Now, it assumes that you've learned all the other stuff in the previous books and CDs and so on, that you have a solid foundation on which to build. But if you, if you, if you do nothing else in your sales career, read Sales Infiltration. The way I describe it to people is when you were little and your family gave you puzzles to put together, they came in a box. And on the cover of the box was usually a color picture of what the puzzle would look like when successfully assembled. Sales infiltration is the colored picture on the sales training box. It is the best thing ever written. When you were talking a moment ago about implementing, you got to do it. You reminded me of my old friend, Dr. Napoleon Hill, who was my personal mentor and coach for the last two or three years of his life. I was complimenting him one day, just looking for something nice to say, and I had my copy of Thinking Grow Rich on my desk, which I always did, but I made sure it was there when he was there. And I, I said, Dr. Hill, how does it feel to have written what I, I, I had been told was the second best 
English book in the world, second only to the Bible. And he smiled and he said, it feels good, but it'd feel a lot better if people read it. It's the most, <laughs> it's the most sold, least read book on earth. And he said, that's wow. sadness. And that's the truth, well, the truth with the material. I have everything I know about selling is written in one of four books, Sales Closing Power, the book I did for Doug, Doug Edwards after he died, J. Douglas Edwards, the great sales trainer who was sort of my, among my very first mentors. From his seminar material, I wrote or edited and wrote Sales Closing Power. Then the closers part one contains everything that I learned in the rough and tumble early days. And the closers part two shows you what sophisticated people really do with that information. And then if you're in timeshare, we have a book called The Art and Science Resort Sales, timeshare, land sales, and so on. But that's sort of a specialty book. The core of any salesperson's library should be the closers parts one and two and sales closing power. And if and out of those three books, after you read them and put them on your desk to impress people, make sure you at least read the last chapter in the closers part two. And uh, for those of the, for everybody tuning in this evening, what's the easiest way for them to get copies of your books, Ben? I uh, just go to my website www.bfg3.com. That's B is in Ben, F is in Frank, G is in Gay. The numeral three dot com, and up will come products and and uh, pick and choose what you'd like. Ben, you know, for, for the people who are tuning in to tonight's show, and there's going to be many more that download the podcast later when, when it's made available, in your professional opinion, you know, what are the top two to three things that really keep professional salespeople from becoming master closers? What are the things that ultimately really hold them back? Well, let me uh, – you can't be a master closer without a quality product, so let me just lay out my first four rules of selling. And uh, the fourth one will lead us right to master closer. To be successful in selling and, and or not have to beat yourself up uh, with bad products or the lowest price or the most expensive, which it shouldn't be or whatever, the rules are this. Select a quality product or service. It doesn't have to be Rolls Royce if you're selling cars, but it has to be a good quality product or service. That takes 85% of the problems in selling off the board. I tell a story in seminars about a group of sale, automobile salespeople that came to my seminar one day, and there was a little group of them clustered together. You can usually tell people, Century 21 people all have the gold jackets and, and so on. This group was exceedingly poorly dressed, almost looked hungry. <laughs> they were sitting together, and I said, wait, what, what's your problem? And they said, well, we're having trouble selling our cars. And I said, what is, what's your car? And I said, the Yugo. Now, <laughs> many of your listeners are too young to know about the Yugo. But it was I a product out, of, yeah, product out of Yugoslavia, yep. uh, the cheapest car sold in America for good reason. It had a rear window defroster so your hands wouldn't get cold when you were pushing it. And uh, that's what they sold was Yugos, Yugos. And I said, why in God's name would you decide to go into automobile sales and then go into Yugos? You must have a Ford dealership, a Chevrolet, General Motors, whatever, Lexus, whatever was popular at the time in right. your neighborhood. Well, yeah, but Hugo was quick to hire us. I said, that's because the quality salespeople wouldn't have anything to do with them. Right. So anyway, quality product, 
competitively priced. Doesn't have to be the cheapest, but it has to be competitive, especially especially in this day of the. I've been saying that for forty plus years, but it's true even more now because they can go on the internet while they're talking to you, get out their little device out of their pocket, and see what what uh, prices are are for products and, and uh, services similar to yours. So quality product, competitively priced. And then spend your days talking to qualified prospects. Many salespeople that we were talking about earlier have a tendency to talk to people who couldn't possibly buy. That way they don't have to face no because they're not going to ask them anyway. They're just going to chat with them. They're roaming conversationalists. They're not salespeople. But if you have a quality product that's competitively priced and you're talking to qualified prospects, that means financially, mentally, whatever you're selling, then your odds increase dramatically. And then we get to the master closer stage. I don't know a single master closer anywhere in the world who doesn't work off of scripted presentations. Now, here's what I mean by scripted. In the, in the old days, we used to call them clan, uh, can presentations. And we go, oh, I don't want to have a can presentation. Well, then we softened it and said planned. And that seemed to work for a while. And, and now we say scripted. But what I mean is you figure out the best way to say or write something and do that. That doesn't mean start at A and go to Z no matter what they say and do. I have four of my books right here in front of me. If I shut my eyes and picked one without realizing which one it was, as soon as I opened my eyes, I would have the, the scripted way I described that book. Now, if I'm doing a whole package, that's the way I describe it when I come to it. But I can do them out of order, backwards, forwards, upside down, because I've figured out through trial and error, the best way to explain my products and services. So I work off of a scripted presentation. I'll give you an example, and this is sort of letting people behind the magic table. You've asked me some, some wonderful questions tonight, and probably if I did 10 other shows, I might hear some of those again. Most of them aren't as sharp and concise as you are. But when I answered your question, I answered it, probably verbatim the way I always answer that particular question because I've long ago figured out the best way to describe it. And then people say, well, I would never work off a scripted presentation. Well, let me explain something to you. If you've been in selling more than 30 days, you're already on a script. You've fallen right. in the habit of saying the same things over and over and over again. What I want you to do is learn how to say the same things that are effective over and over and over again. So scripted presentations, if you don't have them, write one. If you don't, uh, go to the top salesperson in your company, tape record them, figure out what they're saying, type it up, memorize it, learn it. Uh, if all that fails, come to me. I'll help you. I charge, but I'll help you put together a scripted presentation. All master closers work off the scripted presentation, whether they admit it or not. And then well, wrapping up. Go ahead. No, I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking about just, just being prepared. Yeah. Preparation. Yeah. And listen, listen, listen. They'll tell you how they want to be sold. They'll tell you what they want to buy. They will tell you what, how much they want to pay for it and how they want to pay for it. But if you're running your mouth trying to figure out the next clever thing to say, you probably won't hear that. And well, then, especially in the early days, finishing up on Master Closer, especially in the early days, we can all back off a little bit once the money starts rolling, the momentum's there. Come early, stay late, work on weekends. Come early, stay late, and work on weekends. And that's a great 
stopping point for our next commercial break. This is Nathan Mitchell. You're listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I've got Ben Gay III online with me tonight. It's a great interview. We will be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Before we get back to our interview with Ben Gay III, I would like to invite all of you listening in to tonight's broadcast to pre-order your copy of my upcoming book, Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, The Interviews, Volume 1. The easiest way to do that is simply visit me at leadingwithpurposeradio.com. Click on the ad for the new book on the right-hand side of the page. I will be shipping the book out in February. 
And for those who pre-order this month, you will receive a personal autographed copy from me. And with that, Ben, welcome back to the show. Right before the commercial break, uh, I had asked you, what is the difference between a professional salesperson and a master closer? And you had shared with us four characteristics that are instrumental to being an effective salesperson. And number one, you said you've got to have a quality product or service. Number two, it has to be competitively priced. Number three, you've got to talk to qualified prospects. And the thing that you said differentiated salespeople from master closers, that master closers have scripted presentations. They know what to say. They go in prepared. And, you know, we have a lot of people listening in that they're, they're small business owners, they're entrepreneurs. That's really the demographic that listens to this show. And Ben, when it comes to small business and entrepreneurship, you know, you, you've had mentors like Zig Ziglar and uh, Napoleon Hill. Mindset and attitude play a huge role in all of this. And as I was reading in your book, The Closers, you talk about the do's and don'ts with regards to attitude and the world of selling and closing, what are some of those do's and don'ts? Well, a, a, a don't is don't spend time around negative people. New salespeople go into a situation. Let's talk about a physical location like a car dealership. They go into a physical location, and instead of finding the top salesperson because they're intimidated, they find that they leave themselves open, and here they come like sharks who spelled, uh, smell blood in the water. The losers the people who aren't selling cars, the people who won't learn their scripted presentations, uh, the people who are there hoping for an easy ride, they're looking for the lay-down sale, and they spend their time talking about how bad everything is and this is terrible and, and uh, so on. So stay away from them. That's a don't. Do aggressively spend time around winners. Uh, I read somewhere one time, you know, take a millionaire to lunch. Uh, not a bad idea if you can find one worthy of talking to. Millionaire doesn't really make you anything special, uh, especially in this day and age. You did when I first became a millionaire. Now you're a millionaire if you live in California and own your house. But uh, the concept is the same. You just have to throw in a few more zeros. I'm, I'm going to read right off my LinkedIn page for just a second. Here are the people sure. that I hung around with in the early days who helped train me. and uh, some, Most of them worked with me or for me. Uh, but I treat them all as mentors because most of them, the youngest of them was 12 years older than I was. Dr. Hill was probably 30 years older or more when I first met him. But my buddies were Paul Meyer, Success Motivation Institute, who, interestingly enough, sold sales training material, but he used the closers to train his people how to sell their material. I spent time, uh, a lot of time, around Larry Wilson with the Wilson Learning Corporation. He just passed away recently. Dr. Hill, as I said, Dr. Holy Hill happened to work for me the last two or three years of his life. Earl Nightingale was the voice of Holiday Magic, my personal buddy and friend. Jay Douglas Edwards, who was the greatest sales trainer of his era, uh, was my buddy. I won a contest to go see him in Miami, Florida one time. Early in my career, got to sit right in the front row, and I felt like he was talking to me. And then he took me to dinner that night, or at least I thought it was dinner. And he said, what, what do you want to accomplish this weekend? I said, well, I want to become a, a, a closer, a, you know, whatever terms I knew at the time. So when the waiter came over, Doug handed him a $100 bill and said, that's all. We'll, we'll just want water. This man wants to learn, This young man wants to learn how to be a, a super salesman. And so the guy brought us water all night long, and we left when the vacuum cleaner started running. Wow. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, the, the, the father of 
modern day positive thinking was a good buddy of mine, as was his uh, uh, student, uh, Dr. Robert Schuler, Crystal Cathedral. We were buddies. Uh, Dr. Maxwell Maltz worked with us, Merle Frazier, Ad Mandino, Fred Herman of Keep It Simple Salesman, probably the, most, the kindest, most gentle, wonderful salesperson I ever met. Uh, and Bill Gove. And the, the list goes on and on and on. If, if you were anybody in the field of selling and training in the mid to late 60s and into the early 70s, you were affiliated with doing work for whatever the company that I happened to have the good fortune to have joined out of a one ad and became president of. Uh, so today I encourage people, you form your own little group, your little mastermind group of people. We're doing a seminar in Chicago the other day, and I said, people were telling me, oh, I wish I could have been there with you. And I said, no, no, look around the room. And I started pointing out fellow speakers who were sitting at their tables, signing their books and so on. I said, when I was starting out, the guy sitting at that table at the back was Earl Nightingale signing his stuff. The guy over here yeah. was Dr. Napoleon signing his stuff. The magic people are with you tonight. Don't long for the days you can't reconstruct. And I said, here's even better news. One of you who's looking at them trying to figure out how to become their friends can become people like me who wind up running the companies and hiring those people. So it's, uh, it's an aggressive thing. I, I'm If I walk into a room... Nathan, I look around and I, I go right to the most interesting person, most successful, oddest, whatever, right to the most interesting person. And I have met the most wonderful people as a result and, and some of the weirdest. I've spent nine hours in Charlie Manson's cell at San Quentin on three separate occasions, three hours, three times, chatting with him. Guess what his favorite book was, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was the only book in his cell. Wow. Uh, and so in, uh, I was attitude codes with the astronauts. So I, you know, I'd spend one Friday night in Charlie Manson's cell, and maybe the next Tuesday morning be at the Cape watching an Apollo shot go off. Uh, both of they can all teach you something. One of the most fantastic women I ever knew, Sally Stanford, the madam in San Francisco, the famous madam. They did a book, a movie about her. Uh, I knew her when she owned her restaurant in Sausalito, California. But I, I almost literally sat at her feet cross-legged and listened to the stories and the people she met. The United Nations was formed, I don't mean officially, but where the real work was done was after hours sipping liquor in Sally Stanford's whorehouse. That's, that's where the United Nations met in San Francisco in 1948. So somebody who's dealt with the heads of state of a hundred and some odd countries could probably teach you something. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and the whole thing you're talking about here is really, you know, especially when you were talking about your mentors and the people that you were, you know, fortunate enough and blessed to, to have the opportunity to work with and to learn from. It's that whole idea that, you know, that you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most. And in your case, I right. mean, it sounds like the 15, 20, or 25 people you hung around with uh, the most. Uh, so let's get back here a little bit to, you know, the topic of just becoming a master closer and the things that, uh, you know, you teach in your books that can help somebody do that. Uh, when I was reading through the closers part two, you talk about the importance of selling the benefits. You know, more importantly, you discuss the importance of understanding the distinction between a feature and a benefit when it comes to selling. For starters, you know, what is this? What is that distinction between the two, and why is it important for those listening in tonight? 
example, the oldest example that pops to my mind, but it's among the best, is people don't buy drills. They buy quarter-inch holes. Mm. They, they have no interest in a drill other than what it will do for them. Uh, if you're buying a, a muscle car or whatever they call them nowadays, but a powerful car, uh, the paint job isn't nearly as important as the size of the engine. So the engine in that case and what it can do becomes the benefit. The feature is that it's there. Features tend to be physical. Benefits tend to be mental. How I feel about what it does for me. If you buy a tailor-made suit for $4,000, let's say, uh, I haven't bought a tailor-made suit in a while. I dress casual now, but let's say they're $4,000 for a reasonably good suit. It's not the stitching and all that's in it. It's how you look and how you feel when you put it on. Right. I never, never forget the first time I put on, I went and bought at Allen House, now out of business in San Francisco, 20 tailor-made suits. And I thought, well, I'm just trying to, you know, Bill Patrick, my boss, the owner of Holiday Magic, and so on, said this is what you should do. So I went and did it, probably overdid it. Uh, but I'll never forget the feeling standing in front of the mirror when Alan Levy slipped on my first tailor-made coat. I cut fully lined, et cetera, et cetera. I've never felt a, a sensation like that out of clothing in my life. And I bought every suit I ever had, and all my friends bought every suit they ever had from Allen House in San Francisco, California, because I was fanatical about how they made you look, and I remembered the feeling. That's a benefit of the features. The features was the handiwork. Same thing in the, if you're selling computer stuff. It's not that what the computer does. Most of us don't know or care. What we care about is the benefit what it does, how quickly it brings information for us, how quickly it computes. It never changes whatever the product is, if you're selling highly technical things or working in a hardware store. Every item, every product, every service you sell has features, generally physical, and benefits almost always mental because it's how it makes the prospect feel. They feel like they made a good, smart decision by buying that. It, it enables them to justify it. And they walk away feeling good about themselves like you did buying the suits. And ultimately, I mean, it boils down to self-esteem and mindset. And I'm sure that you're, that impacted uh, your ability to be even more successful with, with a client or a potential client, a prospect, just because of the way that you felt when you were wearing it. That's right. I, when I'd go down to do a seminar for a group, you know, I'm getting dressed and I have nerves a little bit like everybody does. People say, once you're a professional speaker, you don't have nerves anymore. Not true. Right. Uh, but I, I would put on my tailor-made jacket. And it was like Superman strapping on his cape. <laughs> I, I knew I looked good. Well, Superman, we're, we're coming up on our uh, last commercial break here in just 15 seconds. When we get back, I want to talk to you a little bit about objections and how uh, Master Clothes people handle those. And then I want to wrap up by giving you an opportunity to share your books again, where listeners can get that, and upcoming events you have. Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio, and your host, Nathan R. Mitchell, returns after this short break. Have you heard? 
The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Are you wanting to get better business results, better leadership skills faster? Then this is where you need to be. Welcome back to Leading with Purpose with Empowerment Coach and Founder of Clutch Consulting, Nathan R. Mitchell. With more of today's insight for effective leadership, host Nathan R. Mitchell. Hello, welcome back to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio. I am your host, Nathan Mitchell. Right before the commercial break, uh, Mr. Ben Gay III and myself are talking about the difference between uh, benefits and features. And I want to continue this trend that we're on for the last uh, 10 or 15 minutes of the show. I want to have been give all of you who are listening in tonight some real tangible takeaways that you can use uh, to improve your ability to potentially become a or ultimately become a master closer. And first of all, uh, Jay Douglas sure. Edwards taught, taught me this many years ago. If you have a built-in objection, and all products and services do some more than others, bring it up first and brag about it. Don't sit there waiting for the other shoe to drop because it is going to drop. So bring it up first and brag about it. You're selling Rolls Royces. Guy walks in. What's the biggest objection to a Rolls Royce? Price. I don't, it's been a while since I bought one. I, I never have owned one, but I've given them away as prizes. And back when they were $250,000 or so for the top of the line, I assume they're more now. Uh, guy walks into my Rolls Royce dealership. I'm standing there. Right up front, I would introduce myself, hand him my card, and say, you know, it is a pleasure to meet you. One of the joys of working in a dealership like this and this type of business is getting to meet successful people like you who have earned the right to own a quarter-of-a-million-dollar car. I just can't wait to learn more about you. And right. study him carefully. If his eyes dilate or he throws up, You've, you've, you've brought up the built-in objection with Rolls Royces. They cost a lot of money, and he may not have it. 
if he has it and continues on, you, you've overcome the thing. Now, in sales, in, in uh, excuse me, in the closest part two, last chapter, sales infiltration, you said, you know, we all hear objections. I hardly ever hear an objection. And I sell lots of things. I sell land in Arizona. I sell my sales training services and materials, et cetera. I sell home directly and indirectly home improvement uh, material and services in the southeastern United States and in the Midwest, et cetera. And I don't hear those objections because I'm a sales infiltrator, which is even higher than a master closer. And in that chapter, you find out how to be that. My point being, I bring up objections in advance. I also have come to the realization that once you've been in selling for about 30 days with any given product, You've heard every objection you will ever hear. There are only so many. And since you know what all the objections are after 30 days maximum, why would you have a scripted response ready for each of those instead of trying to hit, you know, hit them on the fly as they come? Better yet, why not have a scripted presentation put together that kills those things up front? For instance, if I'm working with a guy who, for one reason or another, I have a feeling is, is wishy-washy, going to be wishy-washy or so on, I say, you know, it's so nice to I might say something like this, so nice to talk to you. You wouldn't believe some of the people I have to talk to in this business who are wonderful folks, but they got to check with their brother-in-law, they got to think it over, they got to do this, they got to do that, they got to do that, and I sometimes just want to scream, stop it. You're hurting yourself. You're not getting the, the most benefit you could be getting to your money, you know, blah, 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 et cetera. I, it, that's covered in sales infiltration, by the way. But I bring up the objections first and put them down. If you're selling timeshare, one of the things they do, which I love, is called breaking the bond. The bond is the couple, as they came up the driveway to the timeshare, to the resort, said to themselves, whether in a bus, a car, a limo, limo or whatever, they said to themselves, no matter what uh, – he or she says to us today, we're not going to buy. We're right. not going to buy. That's the bond they have made. Your job is to break the bond. Now, you can creep around it and tiptoe around it or whatever, or you might say as they walk in, hi, how are you? Get them seated, get them a Coke, and so on, and then say, all right, I've been at this a while, and I want to give you a quality presentation. We're free of all the clutter. I'm not going to tell you any nonsense. I'm going to be straight with you, and I want you to be straight with me. Here's an example. On the way up the driveway, you made a bond that no matter what I said to you today, you weren't going to buy. <laughs> I know that. You, know, you might think I have a camera in the car. What, right. I have is years, what I have is years of experience. So let's, let's agree that I will give you the straight truth. I'll treat you fairly, squarely, decently, by the rules. I'll be straight with you. You be straight with me. If when we're done, you'd like to join our little family and really get a, a bang for your buck out of your vacation dollars and your family enjoyment dollars, I, I will guide you to the right product or service, whether it's ours or somebody down the street. Yep. Deal? Is that <clears throat> fair enough? And when they agree that it's fair enough, we wiped out about 50 of the standard objections they were getting ready to use. And they see, you know, I want to think it over. I said, we all do. That, you know, is the old thing. Of, I hope it's not really done, but it sort of drives home the point. People say, I, I've got to pray about it. And some salespeople claim that they bow their head immediately, put their hand up to their brow, and go into the prayful mode. And then they look up after a few seconds and said, he told me yes. What did he tell you? <laughs> My point being, that's a standard cop-out 
delaying tactic. You know they're going to do it. Raise it first, brag about it, laugh about it, and put it away. And then listen carefully when they start creeping back to doing those things again. Yeah, so it boils down to what taking us back to what you talked about at the top of the hour was uh, listening, questioning, getting the person into the position that you can lead them into the magic closing question that you gave at the very top of the show. And Ben, you know, you also mentioned your book again, Sales Infiltration. Uh, you shared a great, a lot of great content with our listeners here this evening. For those tuning in, where can they get copies of your books again, and how can they learn more about your speaking services and coaching opportunities with you? Okay. Go to www.bfg3.com, bfg3.com, and then a little box will come down. Put in your name and email. I think it asks for other stuff, but we don't need that. We don't mail anything out anymore. Name and email. That will put you on the list of people that I automatically tell whenever I do a seminar that's open to the public. I only do 24 a year now. I used to do 300. Gigi's my third wife. I have no desire to meet my fourth wife. So I spend a lot more time at home than I used to. But of the 10 or 12 that are open uh, each year, I post them there, send them out uh, via constant contact and tell you where they are, how much they cost, and how you can sign up. <clears throat> the ones that are done for a company and are closed, of course, there's no point in telling people about it because they can't go to them anyway. And then for further contact, I would love it if people would go to uh, link up with me on LinkedIn and become my buddy on Facebook. In both cases, I'm just Ben Gay the Third, Ben Gay Roman numeral three, and I will approve you, uh, and uh, we, we can stay in even closer contact. But when you when you uh, uh, on uh, bfg3.com, for reasons I won't bore you with, it's too long a story for the short time we have left. Sales closing power does not show there. Uh, I don't have enough to really promote it. We've, we found copies. We thought it was out of print. We found copies in our warehouse. So if you want sales closing power, down in the notation box, write sales closing power, and we'll add it to your order. It's $35. The other books are $24.95. It's $35 because it's a collector's item before we found our brand-new unused copies in the warehouse, hidden behind some other stuff. They were selling on eBay for $350 each. That's how much oh, people wow. value, value J. Douglas Edwards' information. Well, Ben, we've got three minutes left before the end of the show. Uh, just real quickly, you know, what's new on the horizon for you? What's coming in 2016? Well, pretty much, I, I, always, I feel like I ought to come up with a fancier answer to impress people with that, but I've settled, settled into a groove that I love long ago. I spend a lot of my time on the phone talking to some of the most powerful, uh, successful, interesting people in the English-speaking world and a few through translators. Uh, I work in, in virtually every time zone on earth. Uh, I write between telephone conversations. I always have a book or a project in, in the works, generally for other people. Nowadays, I've pretty much said what I need to say uh, under my own name. And I love more than just about anything, going out and doing seminars where I get to meet meet people face to face, live in person. And uh, so, if anybody uh, has a, a company where you would benefit by bringing in the great Ben Gay the <laughs> Third, I'm available. Just call me at eight hundred two four eight three five five five, or 
uh, Google me, and up will come all the stuff you need to make contact. Well, Ben, I really appreciate having you as a guest on tonight's show. It's been an honor to interview. I hope you had a good time. I know that you've delivered uh, great content to our listeners tonight. I know a lot of people, when they download the podcast uh, later, and I know we had some complications earlier on our return from the last commercial break, but we can edit that out and make it sound even better for those who didn't tune in live. So thank you for taking time out of your evening. I know your time is valuable. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to spend it with me. Nathan, thank you very much. It's an honor to be with you, and I look forward to meeting some of your friends that I don't already know. All right. You have a great evening, my friend. Thank you so Good much. Night. Good night. You've been listening to Leading with Purpose, Empowering Talk Radio with host Nathan R. Mitchell. To learn how Nathan can help you get better business results and lead you to your full potential faster, visit Clutch Consulting on the web at www.clutchconsulting.net. You can also download episode